Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends, and welcome to the final Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And we begin with some sensational news regarding Tottenham Hotspurs. And would you, Adam and Eve, it, Spurs are reportedly in talks with PSG about Spurs' old manager and PSG's current manager, Maurizio Pochettino, to return to the club. Graham Robbo Roberts, a Spurs legend, has said that Daniel Levy would win the fans back if he appointed the manager, he sacked. When all the fans said, get rid of him, he's lost the plot. And he went, OK, I'll sack him. And now, apparently, he's going to get him back. And all the Spurs fans will go, brilliant, we've got him back. In a minute, we'll hear from Simon Jordan. But first, this is the former Spurs midfielder, Andros Townsend, on drive, talking about his old boss. He went to PSG to answer those questions, to put those questions to bed that, our oh, Pochettino can't win anything. All, all these questions, nice manager, good football, but can't win anything. And if he leaves now, he's he's left even more questions. He's gone to PSG, like you said, it's a one-horse race and he finished second. But a manager like Pochettino, it, it takes time to improve the squad. It's all about hard work on the training pitch as opposed to some managers come in, they make you feel good, they give you days off and, and you have that sort of initial bounce. But Pochettino's a long-term project and I, th- I can't see him leaving not even a year into his project at PSG. Bland leading the bland, that is, I'm afraid. You know, Daniel Levy going backwards to someone that left for good reasons and nothing's changed. I'm surprised at that. I'm surprised, I'm surprised that Pochettino will go and take a job like PSG. Can't, he can't cut it there. Daniel Levy would get a big welcome from the fans. I know that for sure. Having sort of spoken to a lot of the fans over the last few weeks, you know, they wanted a name that was going to please them. And this one, if it happens, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. But he did say he would come back one day, but I didn't think it would be 18 months down the line. Mopo going back to Spurs. I don't quite get it. Actually, I don't get it for Spurs, and I don't get it. Do I get it for Spurs? I kind of get it more for Spurs than I do Mopo. I understand a bit more why Levy would want to do it. What's changed at Spurs since he's left? I don't understand it from Mopo's point of view. I really don't. I was one of the Tottenham fans that I thought the glass would be greener when he went, and I was completely wrong. I I would absolutely love him back. We need him back. We want him back. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. We want him back. We want him back. Now, following Manchester United's defeat to Villarreal in the Europa League final, the great and the good across the TalkSport network had their say on a sorry night for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's side. We'll hear from some United players. I don't really care, including Alan Brazil. Really? Did he? I mean, I know he did, but wasn't his best days, was it? Dwight York. 
John O'Shea, Mark Bosnich. First up, it's old Moni Monalot, Simon Moni Jordan on what's wrong with the club. They've come up short, just short, agonisingly short, but they've fallen short again. I think Manchester United don't operate as the best in class from the boardroom down. You know, the, the owners of the club don't operate in a way that would be conducive with a club of that stature. I think the management team that's been assembled around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to help him to be able to build an elite team aren't there with the greatest respect in the world to people like Mike Phelan. They aren't Rennie Mullerstein. They aren't Carlos Quiros or even Steve McLaren that, that Ferguson had behind him. So I think, irrespective of whether I think Solskjaer is the right man for the job, I just don't think he's got the toolkit. Then you get to the players... And some of these players, we you know we sit here and we talk about how good they are and how they aren't. The Pogba's of the world and, and other players that are big name players. When it comes to it, when it comes to the moment to dig your manager out of the cart, mm. they're not there. David De Gea's penalty stopped by Geronimo Rolli. I mean, that could be the end of De Gea now, Ali. I don't it's know. Sad, I, yeah. I think. Listen, he has made some great stops, especially reaction with his legs that have saved Manchester United loads. But I've just got a feeling that heartbreak last night, he could be going back to Spain. It's on the back pages of several papers saying that, I mean, that is the last kick he's going to make for Manchester United because uh, Dean Henderson will indeed be their first choice next season and they'll try and get as well, as much money, I guess, as they can get for a 30-year-old goalkeeper who is still, you know, a very good goalkeeper. Just when you think you've seen it all, it's a European final penalty shootout that goes down to the keepers and Raleigh sends it! Past the hair. I think you're entitled to a save at least one out of 11. Bearing in mind he's a top paid player at Manchester United. Oli said after the game, didn't he, that, you know, I was thinking of taking um, De Gea off and bringing Henderson on. Big managers, they don't think they do it, don't they? Has crossed my mind in the build up to the game, but uh, we uh, we were confident in David and we'd uh, prepared and uh, I stuck with the keeper who played all the game. He will be questioning himself. I think the whole team will be questioning themselves. For, for that performance last night because with that attacking talent on threat I think Ollie picked that best 11 thinking right this team there's no issues we're going to we're going to win this game with that attacking talent and that's where probably they look at in the summer for reinforcements as well because you're looking at the squad and it it does need improvement they've always said that but there has been improvement and of course an opportunity with his fifth opportunity to really to try and you know cement where this club is looking forward to going forward next season in terms of winning and that hasn't really materialised and of course you're going to wake to the backlash at the end of that and that's the position he's he's got himself in the team in and when you when you're a manager at such a high profile club you expect that kind of backlash if they start off really bad next season then I think that uh, there'll be excruciating pressure for Manchester United to do something. But that's if they start... Re- when I say really bad, I'm talking about, say, I don't know, after the first, say, 10 games, if they'd only won maybe three and they'd lost, you know, they'd lost, say, five and drawn two, then, then I think that's when the real pressure will come on. But that's a massive hit. So, Zinedine Zidane, or Zizi, has left Real Madrid, or RM. So, could that pave the way for the Frenchman to become the next gaffer at Old Trafford. I say no. Everyone says no. Let's find out what Gabby Agbonlaw says. You've seen Zidane has left Real Madrid. You've seen Conte has left. I'd go for Zidane. I feel like the sort of player he is, he's going to have that respect as one of the best ever players to play the game anyway. And he's done some good work at um, Real Madrid. I'd bring him in. These players need someone like him. Now, the Manchester City captain, Fernandinho, has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of the Champions League final with Chelsea, a game you can hear live on TalkSport on Saturday night. He said it's an honour to play in the Champions League final for Man City. There's a shot. It's Maurice! And Manchester City are going to be in the Champions League final! 
obviously to play Champions League, I think it's a privilege for any player which can play this competition. And of course, the way this, this team has been built was to be successful in England and obviously try to go up in Europe as well. And I think this season, as we achieved the Champions League final, is a happy moment for everyone. And obviously, now he got a chance and this is the main target for everyone in this club. So have Chelsea got Man City's number, having already beaten them this season? Well, Dwight York thinks they have. But first up, it's the Blues boss, Thomas Tickle Tickle. Comes back to Alonso, scoops it in, and it's a winner for Chelsea in stoppage time. And that will dash any hopes that the title is going to be won here today. I think that it helped us. It had helped us a lot to bond, to grow and to arrive with uh, a lot of self-confidence. We are the guys who want to hunt them and who want to close the gap. And uh, we, are, we are the guys to challenge them. And this is what we're going to do, 90 minutes, a minimum of 90 minutes in Porto. And uh, the experience helped, but it gives you not an advantage, but it helps us uh, to arrive with uh, confidence and to be well aware what is needed to have a chance to beat them. Chelsea are going to beat Manchester City again, and that's going to set up the Champions League final all right. And we've seen already Tuchel, he's beaten him in both games. I know City fans will say it wasn't our strongest side, which is fair enough. But even so, and, and I just wondered, is there a chance that Pep might overthink something? And he's tried a four at the back. That didn't work in the FA Cup. He tried a three at the back in the home game. Chelsea won there as well. I just wonder what, what might be going through his mind if he was to do something slightly different that we're not expecting. As much as City is playing probably the best football, I just feel like Chelsea has just got the edge on him in terms of what he's done. The record shows since he's come, he's been able to beat him. And that goes a long way from a psychological point of view. City had a better team, but for some reason, there are some teams you just can't beat and managers get the better of you sometimes. I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily. Back now to Andros Townsend, who revealed the Crystal Palace players were in tears after Eberichi Eze ruptured his Achilles in training. Moments before, he would have been in Gareth Southgate's provisional Euro squad. Honestly, Adrian, it's probably one of the saddest days of my career. Because um, at 11am, the manager calls everyone together and says, listen, um, this is my last season. I've decided to step aside. So we're already down in the dumps going into training. And then half an hour later, we're probably... 10 minutes before the end of the session. It was a light session. We weren't doing much. And Eze, um, he's gone to turn as he does. And bang, you heard a big pop. And he fell to the floor. He thought somebody kicked him. We all thought somebody kicked him because it sounded like that. And as he's turned around and realised nobody's around him, the shock started to set in because you know what it is. The shock in his face as he realised he ruptured his Achilles was probably... It, it, it haunts me when, when I go to sleep at night. I just think about the shock of this young player who's probably my closest mate at the club since he joined and we really have helped each other and for him to do such a serious injury is really sad. There's all sorts of rumours that he was in, going to be in the England squad as well. Yes, and I can say this because it has it has come out in the press that as soon as he got in the dressing room, turned on his phone, there was a message from, from somebody at England to say that he was in the provisional England squad. So that just obviously compounded his misery. All of us, all of us were, were probably in tears. A lot of us were in tears. A lot of us were in tears. It was a sad day, but... He's had his surgery now. Hopefully he's on the mend and I know the, the player he is, the character he is, he's going to come back for sure. He's going to come back stronger. Here comes Eze. It's going to be a staggered run up from the edge of the penalty area. Stops right in front of the ball, rolls it in right footed. Just the start that England needed. How good can he be? Where can he end up? He can end up at the very top. Um, it's not easy to come into the Premier League from the Championship 
And in his first season, he had his ups, he had his downs, but the thing that impressed me most is his willingness to improve. When I was a youngster, you couldn't tell me anything, but he listened. He listened to the senior players, he listened to the manager, he didn't shirk his defensive duties. So for me, forget going forward, everyone knows what Eze can do going forward, but for me, what he's done defensively and after training, the hard work he's put in, he will go to the very top. Now, the Swansea City boss, Steve Cooper, has been speaking to TalkSport's James Savundra ahead of their championship playoff final against Brentford. Another game you can hear live and only on TalkSport. Savo? Yes, yeah, Savo. Yeah, James Savundra. Savo. Started off by asking Steve-O if it's always been a dream of his to lead a team out of Wembley. Of course, the answer will be no. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, of course, the answer will be yes. I wasn't really thinking that far ahead, if I'm being really honest, James. I think back then, I think my biggest objective was to, uh, to stay in the job, which has been a lot of um, a lot of my objective. Listen, I've been coaching for, for a long while now, and I just really enjoy working with good players. I really enjoy working with players and trying to help them along along the way. And um, I've worked in some great organisations, inclusive of the one I'm in now, and um, and will always be a coach at heart, you know, which is on the grass, working with players, trying to push them, trying to develop them, trying to help them, guide them, whatever it may be. And in the end, that's what coaching is, and it doesn't really change. Robert! Swansea have turned it around inside two minutes. Connor Roberts. I'm very much don't think about my own journey or what being a what might come. I just think about the organisation that I work for and, and what is their their collective objective. And obviously ours at the moment is to with lots of objectives around the football club, but once to try and get back to the Premier League. And you know, we've got a great chance to do that on the weekend. Now Brentford defender Henrik Dalsgaard has been speaking to TalkSports Ian the Moosey Moose Abrahams ahead of their playoff final match against Swansea on Saturday. Moosey asked what the difference is between this year and last year's playoff final side. There's a tiny bit more experience. We've all grown grown one more year and I think that's that's a lot for some of the young players especially. So uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the difference. Brentford have seen their Premier League dream slip through their fingers once again. Fulham are promoted to the top flight. We try not to think too much about that and just keep the joy and the excitement that we have in the squad uh, this year and just focus on where we are now and not what happened in the past. What what what, what players do personally, I can't what I can't say uh, if, if if that's what they need to look back at to, to like really drive them. But me personally, I just. I just want to play on Saturday. Just go out and have fun and enjoy. This is this is why we play football. This is to play the big games and uh, the big decisive games. It's a bit like like the World Cup. You want to play those games. That's that's where the fun is. Now that's it. Before I go, let me tell you about some live football I've sort of already told you about. At three o'clock on Saturday, you can hear live and exclusive national radio commentary of the championship playoff final between Brentford and Swansea. Then at eight o'clock that night, Saturday night, live commentary of the Champions League final presented by Mark Saggers as Chelsea take on Man City. And then on Sunday, the League One playoff final. Live and exclusive to TalkSport 2 as Blackpool play Lincoln. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Drive on TalkSport today from 4pm alongside my Friday husband, Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Austin TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning. So until then, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.